0: and counter-terrorist financing matters pertaining to transactions in our space. Um, If I can direct the Chair to 26.5 of Exhibit H4, page 8. APSA Bank, as a subsidiary of Barclays PLC, followed the Barclays PLC AML, Anti-Money Laundering Policy and Standards, which stated that high-risk customers, including politically exposed persons, as defined in Guidance Note 3A uh, of the FIC Act, undergo enhanced due diligence at customer onboarding and annually. So, in other words, we took our customer base, that were considered to be high-risk customers, and on an annual basis, we would do reviews of those customers and assess them in accordance with our policies and standards and our risk management framework.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. sorry. I don't know whether you have moved a little bit. Before lunch, I could hear you quite clearly. Uh, Maybe you bring the mic closer to you. Okay, thank you.
0: Thank you, Chair. Failure by ABSA to adhere to customer due diligence requirements and to implement adequate financial crime controls would have exposed ABSA and its holding company at the time, Barclays PLC, to regulatory sanctions. Accordingly, we had quite a strict policy of doing annual reviews on our high-risk customer base and our regulators, the South African Reserve Bank, would when doing on-site inspections, ensure that we adhere to our own internal policy against the backdrop of uh, regulation. To ensure compliance with international and South African law.
1: Well, don't feel obliged to to read. If you can give the evidence without reading, all the better and only go to the affidavit if you wish to refresh your memory.
0: Chair, in respect of the affidavit, I think it is important that I read out 29 That's fine. of the affidavit. As part of our normal annual review process, within our corporate and investment banking business, the Oak Bay companies would have been part of that review. In about November 2014, the uh, PEP Review Committee, or the uh, Corporate and Investment Banking Review Committee, Took a decision that um, we would exit the company and related parties, and the reasons behind that. So,
2: Ms. Masitela, what did you say that PEP stand for?
0: Politically exposed persons. Thank you. And again, that's a segment of our high-risk customer base. You may proceed. Okay. And the reasons behind that were that the review committee was of the view that the Oak Bay companies were not using APSA as their primary or dual bank and were apparently moving their banking accounts elsewhere to other financial institutions. As a consequence, APSA was limited in its ability to appropriately monitor and understand the transactional activity in the, those accounts. There was also evidence of large unexplained transfers of funds between the Oak Bay companies, and related parties at other banks. As already indicated, APSA could not account for these transfers in accordance with its obligations. Furthermore, the revenue received by APSA from the portfolio at the time had declined materially over the years, and the costs of fulfilling its monitoring obligations in respect of this account had accordingly uh, been significant. And there was also adverse media that was in the public domain regarding the Oak Bay companies and related parties, which increased the reputational and conduct risk arising from a continued relationship with these companies and APSA Bank. And it is on that basis that the committee, having gone through a thorough risk management process and a due diligence of all those accounts, took a decision that it would terminate those accounts.
2: Uh, Ms. Masisela, if I may refer you to Exhibit H5, would you please identify that document for the record?
1: Uh, I think you must also raise your voice.
2: If I may refer you to Exhibit H5, would you please identify that document for the record?
0: Exhibit H5 is a list of entities and account mem- numbers that EPSA exited at the time.
2: Yes, I could see there are names of companies as well as individuals. What informed what informed you said these were the entities that held the account with APSA, yes. and were these the, the, the entities whose accounts were closed by APSA,
0: So. If you look at the declarator and the list of entities that are listed in the declarator, we had at the time taken a decision to exit those companies. Our internal policies require us, in accordance with international standards, to look at related parties and associated parties in respect of accounts that are being exited. And in that regard, we would have looked at directors and shareholders of those companies. So the individuals listed in that list would be individuals who either had a shareholding of 10% or above yes. or were directors of those entities.
2: Thank you, Ms. Miss, Mositella. Miss, if I may take you back to exhibit H1. Page 100, 187. That's your statement that you made for the commission. On Paragraph five. You deal with um, the concerns, or you, you state that you were deeply concerned by uh, the the efforts by Oak Bay companies to persuade the Minister of Finance to intervene, and in your relationship with the the, the Oak Bay companies. Um, what what gave rise to your deep concerns, if I may ask?
0: Our deep concerns really related to the financial services sector at the time. Yes. Um, you'll recall, Chair, that um, as a result of the uh, Minister of Finance application, it's quite clear that the executive may not interfere with private client relationships. But even more important was that financial crime laws and financial crime regulation work on the basis of non-interference of the relationship between a banker and its client. So, the confidentiality between a banker and a client is sacrosanct. And uh, any interference to that relationship or interference in the bank's ability to execute its duties in applying the laws and interference with their risk management processes, we feel would have been detrimental not only to APSA Bank, but to the financial services sector, as well as um, South Africa as a whole. At the time that um, the declarator was in process, you'll recall that the FIC Amendment Act was a piece of legislation that had been passed as a bill. Uh, Concurrently, the Financial Action Task Force was also doing a review. Of South Africa in determining whether South Africa had sound systems and controls to ensure that we wouldn't have, we wouldn't expose the South African system as well as the international banking system that um, uses South African banks as correspondent banks to allow for payment of foreign currency both in South Africa and outside of South Africa to risk. So, as a correspondent bank ourselves, We are the subject of due diligences by clearing banks, which are international banks, in their determination of whether they would do business with us. And that determination also looks at whether the country has the ability to uphold its own laws and whether our own system allows us to uphold our own laws. We felt that an interference by the executive into that space Would not only be detrimental to APSA Bank's ability to maintain its correspondent banking status, but would also impact on the South African financial services system and impact on uh, how we would be perceived um, in terms of controls in money laundering, uh, combating money laundering and uh, financial crime related matters by international um, countries and international laws.
2: Thank you. Um, I believe that that is what you have said in paragraph six, 6.1, 6.2? That's correct. Of, of your statement. If, for the benefit of a layman on the street, what, what is a correspondent bank? What do, you, what, what do you mean when you say yourself as a correspondent bank? So, uh,
0: I, I think... Um, Standard Bank had also articulated that, um, Chair, but a correspondent bank is a bank which in one country is authorized to provide services on behalf of another bank in another country. And those services, in most terms, involve payment and uh, payment of foreign currency. So, in other words, from a South African perspective we would be a correspondent bank to a U.S. dollar clearing bank like J.P. Morgan in the U.S., in that they don't have a presence in South Africa. But customers of EPSA Bank can access foreign currency on the basis that we are a correspondent bank of uh, J.P. Morgan and can therefore transact in foreign currency. Thank you.
2: Um, We now know that at least two months after you closed the bank, the, the of Gupta-related bank account, you were approached, or you were invited to a meeting with the ANC and NEC. Would you please state for the record who were present in that meeting?
0: Thanks, Chair. Um, for the record, the persons present at that meeting the, were uh, members of the ANC NEC, uh, being Mr. Gwede Mantashe, the Secretary-General, Mr. Inok Kondongwana, Ms. Jessie Duarte, and uh, Mr. Krish Naidu, who I believe attended as a legal representative um, at that time. And who
2: invited you to this meeting?
0: Uh, the previous day, the 19th of April, I am informed that our CEO attended a meeting of um, BLSA, that's Business Leadership South Africa, at that meeting She was approached by uh, Mr. Gwede Mantash to um, uh, come to the meeting the next day, and uh, we list in our affidavit what the um, rationale for the meeting was. Thanks.
2: Can you please, uh, for the record, state what was discussed in that meeting and also tell us what was your take of this meeting? Thanks, Chair.
0: At the meeting, and, and if I may chronologically run you through what yes. happened um, at the meeting. Uh, the meeting was opened by uh, the Secretary-General of the ANC, Mr Mantashe, who indicated that uh, he, the meeting was not to discuss client and, and customer information, predominantly because our CEO started the meeting by making it explicitly clear that should the meeting involve discussing client confidential information, we would not be able to partake in it. In fact, to use her words directly, she said it would be a very short meeting if we're discussing client confidential information. Um, On that basis, Mr. Mantash um, reiterated that the meeting was not to discuss client information, but uh, to discuss the Breedenkamp judgment and its application and consistency of application also, to understand the um, effects of account closures of, uh, on other companies and businesses, and to also understand the regulatory framework within which financial services uh, the financial services sector operates, in particular in relation to uh, financial crime related matters and exiting of clients yes. uh, during the meeting. Um, Uh, Our CEO ran through the um, pieces of legislation that uh, APSA Bank follows in order to ensure that we uh, uh, work within a um, regulated framework. Um, She also um, mentioned that APSA Bank is a significantly systemic bank and if APSA doesn't follow its laws and doesn't follow the laws of the country, um, in managing financial crime matters, the impact would be to more than just APSA. Mm. You know, the banking system is based on trust. Oh. And uh, that trust is on the belief that um, legislation would prevail and that we would not, as financial services companies, uh, uh, indulge in any unlawful activity or allow our systems to, 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 to be used for unlawful activity. Yes. And and
2: I, I could see that the issue of collusion with other banks was also raised.
0: It, it was, it yes. was. In fact, we spent the bulk of the meeting with our General Counsel, Mr. Charles Wheeler, uh, discussing the merits of bread income uh, with Mr. Krish uh, Naidu. Okay. And the meeting of collusion, of, or, or rather the NEC raised the issue of alleged collusion by the banks. Um, we were quite clear and categoric that we have our own risk management systems. We do not discuss any client with any third party, including any other bank. We do yes. not discuss any issues relating to exiting of clients or other with other banks. In fact, we have quite rich training in the bank to give guidance on what you do if you are ever in a position where you would have, you'd find yourself in an industry body and somebody raises something pertaining to a client that you cannot partake in. And our policies would request any one of uh, APSA Bank's uh, members to record the meeting and leave the meeting. So, we Thank do you. not discuss any information pertaining to a client with a third party.
2: Thank you, Ms. Mazzisella. Um You were also invited to a meeting with the IMC.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, oh. Ms. Piteleza, can I just add that we referred Mr. Mantasha to regulators because it is a very you, serious you it it? allegation you. to make and we have a very uh, clear competition law process and competition law regulation in South Africa, so we referred Mr. Mantashe to regulators, in particular the Competition Commission on the Saab, or the Saab, if he was concerned uh, uh, about that, but certainly it is not something we would partake in at all. It is completely outside of any framework that we have in the bank, and we would discipline any individual who partook in any discussion with a third party around a client.
2: Thank you. you were also invited to the meeting with the IM- IMSC. Um, the, the letter inviting you to this meeting appears on page 194, and it appears to be similar to the letter that was sent to FNB that was dealt with A- earlier. I- I'm, interested to, um, I'm interested at your response, which appears on page 196. Of this, of, this, of this exhibit. Would you please uh, add, uh, tell us what is it that you requested from...
1: Sorry, you don't want her to deal with the, that letter first?
2: Maybe she should... She should yeah. Okay, let's start she with the up. letter. Would you please, um, for the record, read this letter that was sent to ABSA Bank, inviting them to... to, to, to uh, attend a meeting with the IMEC. You can, you can start on page, on page one. 194, yes. You can start at a paragraph. Well, she might,
1: she might, depending on what you want, she might not need to read the whole letter, but she might be able to just give the gist of what the yes. contents say.
0: Um, Thank you, Chair. We received an invitation on the 22nd of April 2016 from Ms. Advocate Zarina Kalaman who from her signature in the email stated that she was the advisor to the Minister of Mineral Resources and Acting Secretary of the IMC to attend a meeting on Monday the 25th of April um, at uh, the offices of the Minister of Mineral Resources. And outlined in the um, request was uh, the... um, request to discuss or gain clarity on current media reports, um, which we were asked to appear on.
2: Thank you. And what was your response? It appears on page 196.
0: Our response, as appears in page 196, was to request an understanding of the nature of the discussion anticipated to allow us to uh, prepare accordingly and uh, to determine the attendees from our side We also wanted uh, some insight into the attendees of the meeting. We also asked for the status of the meeting and the treatment of any information shared at at meeting and the venue of the meeting. And this is primarily because, as I said earlier, the confidentiality between ourselves and our clients is paramount. And we would not attend any meeting where any information relating to any clients prior clients, past clients, present clients, and future clients. Thank you.
2: Um, There is a response to your email on page 197. Could you please give us the gist of that response?
0: The response was that uh, um, Ms. Kellerman indicated that she was the acting secretary for the committee and that she's not mandated to respond to the questions we've raised except to say that the committee was constituted by Cabinet and that the information during the session would be relayed to Cabinet for it to properly consider media reports.
2: Thank you. And um, who was the Minister of Mineral Resources at the time, for the record?
0: The Minister of Mineral Resources at the time was Mr Museben Zizwani. Thank you. And
2: the easier response that appear on page 198. Could you please tell us what, what was the decision then of APSA?
0: APSA respectfully declined the invitation to the meeting as we did not feel that we understood the nature of the meeting and we did not feel that our questions were adequately responded to.
2: Thank you. Um, and on the 4th of May... There was a further invitation to yourself inviting you to the IMEC meeting. Would you please, for the record, tell us what is contained on page 199 to 200.
0: On the 4th of May, we were invited to another meeting which was to be held the following day on the 5th of May. Um, And again, the request was for APSA or its representatives to appear in front of the IMC, and the scope of the discussion would be around public media statements that would have been made by APSA around account closures.
2: Yes, and your the, the response on page 201?
0: Um, on page 201 is quite a comprehensive uh, response uh, to to that uh, request, yes. and our response really just directed the IMC to the fact that APSA does not discuss client confidential information and that to the extent that any media reports were made by APSA, they would be to confirm that we do not discuss client confidential information in the public domain or with third parties. Secondly, we thought it was important that the IMC understand the context within which we operate as a banking sector um, and understand the legal regime that governs uh, our banking system. Um, and we also indicated that they really didn't respond to our question around the details of the attendees of the meeting, and in that regard, we uh, again declined to attend this meeting. Thank you.
2: Um, Ms. Masitela, if the was a successful interference with your relationship with the Gupta-related entities, what would have been the implications of such, of such interference in, on yourself, the country, and South African economy?
0: Yeah. Chair, I just uh, would like to refer you back to my statement about being deeply concerned. And I think that just reiterates what the impact would have been on Apsa Bank. It would have meant that Apsa would allow their risk management processes not to be followed and allow deviations which would then result in a decision that falls outside of our risk framework to be taken and keep clients in the banking system that we would not ordinarily would have made. It would have exposed us to sanction, because it would be a clear deviation. There is no legislation in this country or international legislation that allows the executive to interfere in private-client relationships. We also felt that, further to that, any decision which resulted with um, the banks or or APSA bank uh, allowing interference of its decision-making in financial crime matters would have caught the attention of the Financial Action Task Force, FATF, who, as I said at the time, were evaluating whether South Africa had sound financial crime uh, controls to, to, to ensure that we can combat money laundering um, and uh, terrorism. In any event, we were subsidiaries of Barclays PLC, and that would have been a direct contravention of our policies, which would have been reportable not only to South African regulators, in my role as Chief Compliance Officer, that is what I would have done, reported to the South African Reserve Bank, I would have reported to the Financial Conduct Authority in the UK, as well as the Department of Justice in the US, that this has, in fact, taken place, because it would have been outside of the regulatory framework, both local and international. Thank you, Ms. Masitela. On page
2: 198, that is your response to... Um, Miss Kellerman's letter, on the second paragraph from the bottom, you refer to appropriate authorities. You're saying, as a regulated bank and responsible financial institution, we are obviously more and willing to cooperate with all appropriate
0: authorities.
2: Who are these appropriate authorities? What do you mean by that?
0: Appropriate authorities are authorities who are enabled by our financial uh, regulation to make requests upon us as a bank on any matter pertaining to the banking system or APSA Bank's relationship with its clients and so on. So, by appropriate authorities, I refer to regulators. I refer to – and and in that ambit, it would have been – the South African reserve bank it would have been the fca it would have been uh, even the tax authorities or the uh, financial intelligence center but we did not deem the co- co- committee to be an appropriate authority thank you we did not understand the the constitution of the committee and we certainly did not understand why the committee would be interested in client bank accounts
2: I think that will be all for me unless if there are specific questions that Jefferson wants me to, to uh, address.
1: Thank you very much. Miss Mr. Taylor, we will uh, excuse you for now if uh, you are required to come back on some future dates. Uh, The legal team of the Commission will be in touch with you. Thank you very much for coming to the Commission to share your evidence. Thank you. You are excused.
0: Thank you, Chairman.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Chair, that concludes today's proceedings. We had scheduled two witnesses. Tomorrow, just as a reminder, we request an early start. If we may start at half past nine in order to allow Ms. Kate Hoffmeyer to lead the evidence of NetBank, which will be followed by the evidence of um, the expert, Mr. Kaufman. Okay, that's in order. Thank you very much. We will adjourn today's proceedings. And we'll resume tomorrow at half past nine. Proceedings are adjourned.